Welcome to twoquestions.tv. My guest today is Laurie Cameron, and we're talking about finding focus, calm, and joy every day. Twoquestions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Welcome to twoquestions.tv. I'm Susan Barantinimo. Joining me today is mindful leadership expert, Laurie Cameron. She's a founder and CEO of Purpose Blue, a leadership coaching and organizational development firm. She's also the author of this book, The Mindful Day, Practical Ways to Find Focus, Calm, and Joy from Morning to Evening, the ultimate how-to guide for practicing mindfulness. Hi, Laurie. Welcome to the show. Hi. It's so great to be here. Well, I loved your book. It is, as I told you before when we were talking, it's a lovely, peaceful book, and there's so much meat to it. So I really enjoyed it. Now, for our listeners and viewers who are hearing about this book for the first time and maybe waiting for it to arrive, viewers, you have ordered your copy, haven't you? For, for the, could you just give a brief, what's the book all about? I know, well, I've read it, but they don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you. Um, the book is really designed for people that are very busy, overwhelmed, have a lot going on, have complex lives, which is pretty much all of us. And it's a way to learn and cultivate the skills and mindsets of mindfulness without going to the top of the Himalayas or even necessarily going on retreat or a Monday night class. It's the science and practical strategies for mindfulness in your everyday, just in the life that you lead right now. And in the introduction, you talked about the Erickson quote, and, and I love that quote where he says, the richest and fullest lives attempt to achieve an inner balance between the three realms, work, love, and play. And the book is really organized in that way. And I loved that you you talked about how mindfulness plays into the workplace, but you didn't really get into that piece until maybe like 40% of the way in. And, and I got the sense that that was a super intentional choice. And, and I wondered if, if that we first have to become mindful within ourselves in our lives, and then we can begin to incorporate it into the workplace. Like let it settle within you first, and then as a leader, bring it to your team. Is that reasonable? I think it's wonderful. I think it's a great insight. And you can think about mindfulness practices or habits or rituals in the morning as if you're tuning your instrument before you go out in the world and play. And we've all had those mornings where we're frenetically running around. And if we have kids or not, or roommates, doesn't matter. We're, 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 we're making a mad dash to the car, the bus, or the train, and we arrive at work not in our best state. You know, we're not ready to hit the ground running or, or be open-minded or collaborative or innovative. And the idea here is that we can access and create a state where we can be more creative and we can be more connected. But the cool thing is, is we don't only, um, when we practice mindfulness, it's not only about tuning the instrument for that day, we're building new muscles. We're building new skills and capacities that serve us day after day. The book is so practical in that there's very much a lot of how-to in here. And I found that so useful. It's almost a reference guide that you can turn to if you ever go, well, how do I, and what do I do if I, and there's a lot in there like that. Did you, do you, your story is interesting because I sent so much of a, a peaceful spirit in you 
And, and I noticed from the moment that you came on camera before we even hit recording, I'm like, Oh, ah, you know, she's, <laughs> she's, there's a, there's a peaceful presence about you, but you were not always that way. Now I have to be careful. I only get two questions. So I'm phrasing that as a statement, Laurie. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Noted. <laughs> so, um, I would say, uh, yes. And, um, when I first learned about mindfulness, I was working at Accenture as I was a hard driving management consultant, working on major technology engagements. And my client actually noticed the pace of our firm and the projects and all that we were taking on and said, have you ever heard of mindfulness? And I said, actually, no, I haven't. And that was 22 years ago. So <laughs> Over 22 years of, of reading and going on retreats with, I've actually been lucky enough to study with Thich Nhat Hanh, mm. the uh, Vietnamese Zen master, um, and a number of other great teachers. So it's, it's, it's a lot of tuning the instrument over time. But I think bigger than that is the mindset that I have in my day-to-day, -day, you know, moment-to-moment -moment life. So I just don't get rattled as easy. I just... Um, I'm able to kind of shift back to a centered place a little um, easier than before I started practicing mindfulness. Mm -hmm. And I want to say, um, I did grow up in a household where my mom, as enthusiastic as she was, um, also taught us the importance of stillness and prayer mm -hmm. and contemplative practices that now I bring into Google and Deloitte and NASDAQ, yeah. uh, just in a different um frame. So really? I did have some of that as a kid. Very interesting. So have you always been, oh, I mean, well, <laughs> I'm just going to go rogue. Have you always been a peaceful person then, even though you were uh, going at that big pace? <laughs> well, I, I think I had access to a peaceful center. Um, however, I was more, my emotions were more like a roller coaster. And in my family, you know, we are very expressive and a lot of us are artists um, and we feel the high highs and the low lows. And I believe that the mindfulness practice over time has increased my resilience and my emotional capacity to deal with really difficult stuff. My dad dying in my arms, mm -hmm. losing my best friend and brother, Johnny, when I was nine months pregnant. So a lot of joy, a lot of pain yeah. in a short window. And, and the practice of cultivating acceptance and allowing emotions to be there, not stuffing them down or diving into Chardonnay or binging Netflix or whatever it might be, <laughs> but learning to be with what comes yeah. uh, is part of this mental training. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're so inclined to push away those bad emotions and, and to cover them. And like you said, wine or any form of alcohol or, you know, binge watching TV. I don't think people realize that TV and our screens and social media and all of that are such powerful anesthetics and that we do cover things up so much with, with those things. Well, what I try to do in the book is, is describe those everyday situations that we all have, mm -hmm. whether it's feeling overwhelmed at work or 
being in a long-term relationship and no longer seeing this person freshly yeah. or um, engaging, you know, play, playtime, sports, exercise, working out, or coming home at the end of the day, the day after a, you know, really difficult work week or work day. Those situations are when a lot of those emotions come up. So I, I wove mindfulness teachings and science into the situations because we all have them. It's part yeah. of being human. Yeah. And I think it's a great way to learn mindfulness is in the context of what we already know and what is already the, the challenging and the joyful parts of our day. Exactly. You know, it's funny, we talk a lot on the show about mindfulness and I, I'm always happy to have another guest talk about it, but every guest doesn't come with the level of peace that you do. And I think that's important. I don't, I don't think there's necessarily a way to be mindful or a way to come across, but that, that we now know you're mindful. But there is something that having read the book and now having met you, I went, oh, of course. <laughs> and I don't always do that. So, and I don't know why, but, but sometimes when I meet an author and I go, oh, this makes so much sense. Just like when I found out the National Geographic published your book, I went, but of course. I don't know why, of course, but of course. <laughs> Thank you. That, to me, that National Geographic is like the, the ultimate. <laughs> it's a special brand. You know, we all knew it yeah. when we were kids. So oh, I'm yeah. really honored to be an author with them, with that team. It's an amazing company. It's really great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, you know, thank you. I think, um, I think that we all have that peaceful place. And what we learn to do is just live from, live from the peaceful place more, more and more in our lives so that it's not something that we have to go on vacation for or take a long hike in the woods, but we can cultivate that in our everyday interactions. And for me, that's, you know, really exciting. That's a great yeah. way to live. So that's, that was my drive to write the book. And that's the work I do with companies is to bring that in, you know, into the boardroom, into the meeting rooms, into the design centers, wherever my clients are. Yeah. Lori, thank you so much for joining me and being on the show today. Oh, it's such a pleasure meeting you. Would you like to join me on the after show? Let's do it. All right. Okay. Viewers, if you'd like to join us for the after show, Lori and I are going to head over to twoquestions.tv. That's our URL. It's the only place you can see the after show. So if you want to come with us, you got to go over there. That's where we'll be. Now, in the meantime, here's the book. We're going to have links down below to Amazon so you can get your copy. This one, definitely a keeper. Get this book. All right. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini-Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.